Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got the uh, regular season finale here of the On My Block podcast, Packers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying, please subscribe, rate, review on our Process to Perform channel on YouTube. Hit that like button. Smash that like button. Or you can follow us anywhere that you get your audio podcast on Believe Network. But like I said, every week, if you're watching the audio show, you're only getting half of what is uh, what I think valuable on this show, breaking down a lot of tape here on the Packers and their opponent. This week, the Chicago Bears, which the Packers are uh, three-point favorites, I believe, heading into the season finale on uh, Sunday afternoon in Lambeau Field. Our show is sponsored, as always, by Bet Online. The only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and us at the Bet Online broadcast platform with the NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays. Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-second odds, news, and information. Bet Online has the sports wagering information available you need with both desktop and mobile access. So head there today to get into the action. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So Packers are three-point favorites on a team uh, that is, quite frankly, with the Chicago Bears, is a completely different team than they saw at the beginning of the season. Um, the Packers find themselves in a similar situation as last year, winning your in versus a division rival. Of course, Detroit came in here last year just finding out that they were not going to make the playoffs regardless, and Dan Campbell sat on the sidelines and said, we don't care. This is our season. We want to beat the Green Bay Packers, and they did that, and they did that in you know, somewhat convincing fashion, as I recall, although it, it was close at the end. I think the difference to me right now is this team has a feeling that they're building towards something, whereas last year you felt like they were hanging on to something. And I, I don't want to get into that too much, but even though there's been some so many ups and downs with this season, when you just look at the totality of, particularly on offense, what they've done, what Matt LaFleur and that offensive coach staff has done with young talent, you just feel like you're building towards something. It's probably not going to come to fruition this year, but certainly the next couple of years, you, build, you, you have a really good feeling of where you're at as opposed to years before Devontae Adam leaves, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is upset, the offense isn't clicking like it should. It's et cetera, et cetera. The defense is really, if we're being honest, has been somewhat stagnant. Um, and we can look at numbers and, and you know, there's a lot of, God, there's this week, maybe more than any week, there were so many internet experts who just go to uh, stats and start spouting off what, uh, what teams are, what players are and what they're not, non-contextual information. And uh, it drives me insane. I, I don't know. I don't know how people consume that content, but it, they're, these guys are pretty popular. Um, first year star Jordan Love was a, a, awarded the NFC Player of the Week last week, and deservedly so. Uh, 200, and I think I had it over here 200 and, 256 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. But you really think about the difference in maybe now versus last year, now versus the beginning of the year. The utilization of number one, a healthy Aaron Jones, he makes everything go lighter fluid, like we've been talking about. But then Jaden Reed, who was hurt. Uh, early last week, and then Tucker Craft. You know, Luke Musgrave gets hurt. That tight end position, and 
listen, when when I say that, this isn't like they're running Travis Kelsey-ish stuff for this guy or they're running George Kittle stuff-ish. I guess maybe a little more George Kittle than Travis Kelsey, but you know, the 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 routes are a lot of checkdowns, there are a lot of arrow routes, there are a lot of things that where he can get into space and get upfield. And that's fine. But it's the way that you're using guys, small bites from the apple right now. You're first checking your players. Let's get you comfortable. Let's get this first-year starter at the quarterback position comfortable with pre-snap reads, pre-snap recognition, and it just seems to be headed in the right direction. The defense last week, you know, the defense is – it feels like a light switch with this defense. You're either, like, really good or you give up, you know, 350 yards in the passing game, 200 yards in the running game. Last week, strong performance. Um, I For me, when you look at this – game coming up and we're going to get into the details but the defense is going to have to cover every blade of grass against justin fields and the chicago bears offense khalil herbert these guys are number one in rushing these guys uh, because of what justin fields brings now from an offensive standpoint i think that this is one of those games even though it's a three-point uh packers favorite we're at home there's we have much more to play for when you look at the history of the uh, of the Packers Bears rivalry, recent history, Aaron Rodgers, I own you. Uh, Matt Lafleur, I, I think, is undefeated versus the Bears. The motivation to come in here and play well for the Chicago Bears is as high as I think it has ever been in the last in the last couple of seasons. They're as dangerous a football team as they've been in the last couple of seasons, and it really is because the way that offense is – well, it's two things. We'll talk about them both. It's the defense, Montez Sweat, and what he's brought to that defense. But it's also the way that the, that um, Getsy and, and the group have really started to play to Justin Fields' strengths and then you know, just being wholesale, we're all in on running the football, and that's how we're going to try to win. Right now they're 7-9, and nine, but the upswing has been absolutely – uh, really astonishing. They they started the season, I think, two and five, maybe. And Matt Eberflus is amongst the maybe the top guys that are in you know scalding hot coaching seats. Right? The hot seat was built for him for Frank Reich. You know, it's a couple of those guys have been fired. Bears got rolling a little bit. Um, most people are going to point to that last week on October when they, the Bears trade for Montez Sweat. Then they give him that $105 million contract, 73 guaranteed from the Commanders. He's still on his rookie contract. At the time, because of the guys they've gotten, you know, they, they got rid of Roquan Smith, first team All-Pro. Um, they got rid of the pass rusher, Robert Quinn, who was, their, you know, their, the second best player on the team on the defense. Then obviously they bring in Tremaine Edmonds. They bring in uh, uh, TJ Edwards. Um and now they bring him onto sweat and give him a huge deal. He immediately, I mean, he immediately, like week one, immediately improved the play of that D line. So he is a force multiplier. I don't know how they figured that out uh, down there with Ryan Poles and the, and the Chicago building, but they figured out that guy was special. He's certainly been special for that defense. When you look at uh, players that he's elevated around him, Demarcus Walker was a free agent from Tennessee. Demarcus Walker is playing really good football right now, particularly in the run game. We're going to see it on tape. But you watch these guys. And uh, they play hard. They're defensively, they play, they just play hard. They have a really good mix of quality veterans and upcoming talent. Um, two and six when they picked up Sweat, winning football the last two months. You look on the other side of the ball, Justin Fields, he's really playing for his place in the locker room right now. 
the Bears are going to have the opportunity to pick up one of these top draft picks, whether it's uh, Caleb Williams, kid from USC, whether it's uh, Drake May, the, whoever the else comes up with uh, the Mel Kiper, you know, Todd McShay BS during the during the you know January, February, March. Fields is not an orthodox quarterback, and he he is going to require, and I don't know if Getsy's the guy or not, but he's going to require somebody that is willing to go wholesale in on what he is, what he does, and just make the process as unique to his is his skill set as as anyone's. If they do, if they continue to do that, they're going to find a ton of success because this guy is incredibly fun to watch. Um, he is scary, impressive. He's got a monster arm. He's as athletic as anybody you'll see in the National Football League. I think former Panthers DJ Moore has done a really good job of kind of meshing with him over the course of the season. Um, obviously, have, they have Cole Komet down there, that tight end from Notre Dame, who's, who's played at a high level, I think, really for his entire career. They're, they're top of the league rushing the football. And in order to upset the Packers in Lambeau, it's like you kind of have the – as you watch this their offense, you – you, you see shades of the Giants game. You see shades of um, the Falcons game in that there are opportunities from a communication standpoint, from a run fit, from a recognition standpoint to really give the Packers defense a hard time based on what Justin Fields in particular can do. I want to talk about the offense first. We get into the tape. Bears offense, 21.9 points per game, 16th in the league, 331 yards per game, 17th in the league, and 145 yards rushing every game, number two in the league. And it is evolving into the vision that Getsy and company had, I think, when they took over with Justin Fields and, and saw what he was capable of in practice. Because we don't get to see all that you know, necessarily as, as, as fans, even, even Chicago Bears fans. The quarterback now, and listen, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's a perfect player. I'm not going to sit here and read you some, you know, Amazon, you know, BS stats. I'm telling you what I see on tape. He's taking the gimmies. It's very similar to Jordan Love. He's taking the gimmies. He's connecting on medium and deep passes. At not necessarily a high clip, but he's he's more than competent. I mean, his arm strength is off the charts. And now every defense they face with the way they've mixed in their their kind of their option run game. You got to figure out at a defensive end standpoint, at, at the defensive end linebacker standpoint, are you going to focus your efforts on stopping Khalil Herbert, who is a very good back who has hurt the Packers in the past, or are you going to are you more worried about Justin Fields running the football? And it's a very legitimate question for me. I'm always wondering, well, why would I would rather have the quarterback run the ball than the, than the running back? Like I would rather have the quarterback because I get I get hits on him more and more and more, and the running back that's all he does for a job. Like I'm assuming he's going to be better. Although Justin Fields is very very special. But what you see is Chicago is going to force matchup issues. They're going to use 12 personnel. They're going to use 21 personnel. They have a fullback. And they're going to they're going to try to fetch single safety looks in the Green Bay Packers. And then they're going to try to attack that with DJ Moore and company. And if you don't do that, or if you play in that no man's land 10 yards deep, they're going to run the football. They're going to force pressure on the defensive end to make a read. And if they can't make that read, then they're going to be all you can eat eight yards, 10 yards down the field. Given the history of our rush lane discipline from the Green Bay Packers standpoint with Justin Fields, I wouldn't be surprised if you either A, use a spy, use a, a, a Koi Walker to spy Justin Fields the entire game, or B, get some kind of NASCAR package 
with three or four defensive ends and put Eddie Gabari like a stand-up over the center, use him to rush and or use a spy technique so you can still drop into coverage. You can rush three or four, but you have that player that's at least on par athletically with the Justin Fields. If you send like a safety or a smaller guy with him, um, you're going to chase him down. I don't know if you can get him down, one. But two, you're just taking somebody out of out of uh, the the pass or the the secondary coverage. So that's an option. We really haven't seen a NASCAR package from the Green Bay Packers, but you'd love to see one this week, particularly with some of the struggles they have from a pass protection standpoint on the offensive line. Um, I really like their first round pick, Darnell Wright. I liked him when he was in the draft. I think that's a tough. I think that's a. He's just a super physical player. He brings something to their football team. He brings a level of physicality. I'm going to like that, watching that matchup versus him and Preston, him and Rashawn Gary, wherever they line up over there, and Barr will be over there every minute. I'd love to see in this primetime game, I'd love to see more of our first unit, particularly Rashawn, in the game and not subbing out more often than not, you know, versus uh, you know, first and 10 on the 35-yard line going out. Like, let's get them in the game and try to keep these guys. Let's try to play a little field position early. If they get to the 40, from 40 to 40, maybe you put in your second unit, then you put your first unit back in a little more traditional. I don't – I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. I don't know that – it feels like they're splitting more time maybe than they are, but just when I watch tape, I'm like, God, he's, he, there's a lot of time that our backups are in. Lucas Van Ness and anybody. Not that they're not competent players. They're just – they're backups for a reason. They're not good as good as the uh, as the guys on, on the starting lineup. Let's watch some of this tape. And really the name of the game for me is, is Fields. He really is evolving in real time. You just see the progress from week to week. And again, there's always hiccups. Your guys are going to throw picks, have fumbles. That's in the name of the game when you're playing with a young quarterback like this who has this kind of talent and trying to figure out that offense. But as opposed to weeks, years before, right here, he's already scrambling or he's launching the ball into, it maybe into double coverage. And, and in this play, he's just going to take the check down. You see backs returns in the white. The, don't worry, the film's not going to be like this. It didn't snow the entire game. But the Atlanta defense is with the back with the backs turned to uh, the checkdown. Man, just takes the checkdown, and the checkdown will give you 15, 20 yards. And this is what we've seen in the last couple of weeks from a lot of different teams. Is guys are running some deeper routes, deeper developing routes, and then taking the checkdown off the tape, off the uh, off the five-step and getting 20, 25 yards. This run threat is a great changer. I'm going to show you a couple different ways they use it. So you're in the pistol here, and they're going to freeze frame that defensive end. You see that defensive end is staying square to the line of scrimmage. Okay, he's done everything right as far as they should be handing this ball to Khalil Herbert. All right, and Khalil Herbert, now they're going to have to deal with the Jesse Bates coming down. You see the, the, the uh, tackle left guard having to go rise up to the second level. Are they going to go backside to the linebacker? Are they going to let Jesse Bates come down and try to make that tackle? But that, that play is there. And because the squareness of that defensive end, that's telling Justin Fields, hey, just hand this ball off. But he makes the read right because he's so athletic. He just takes off, gets around the corner, and gets five yards. So even though the defensive end has leverage, even though he squares up to, to the line of scrimmage, the athleticism of the quarterback – puts that defensive in a situation where you might as well be as definitive as possible and plan for not even making this a read, making this a have to every single time. Because athletically, I don't know if you can keep up. Really good disguise here, my opinion. They run the, the return motion with the inside slot receiver. 
And then all they do is just run quarterback lead. So they, they use their, their offset running back as a fullback. They lead on the play side linebacker, Justin Fields down the sideline. I'm going to show you this from the end zone. And this just turns into QB lead. So this is just, you know, your blast look with uh, the quarterback holding the football. And this is the ability they have. A lot of guys early in their career, you see um, some of these running quarterbacks, quote unquote running quarterbacks, run this and they stop doing it because of the they're worried about him getting hurt. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to put him like between the tackles. Justin Fields is very, very unique. He's he's a big human and he's just super, super athletic. So you see 23 now is just going to lead up on the play side linebacker. He actually doesn't end up getting there. But the linebacker is so confused because his initial thought process, because they did the return motion with the slot receiver, he's thinking pass. And then as soon as he sees they didn't hand it to the running back, he's reading his triangle through to the running back. Running back doesn't get the football. He's dropping back. All of a sudden, Herbert's taken off, and that half step is all her or Justin Fields needed. Excuse me. That half step back from that linebacker is all he needed to run around, capture the edge, make the play at the goal line. These guys are number six in the National Football League, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. And this option game is a large part of it. Because it that pistol look holds these guys in place. And Khalil Herbert is a really good player. That linebacker's got him dead to rights. I think our center here, our former Packer, gets a little bit of a hold, gets away with it. But these guys do a really good job of finishing their blocks as well as they can. This isn't the most physical offensive line in the world except for 58. But they do a really good job with their fullback. They do a really good job with their option looks of creating um, threats to the scheme the scheme of the defense. And that threat is what breaks you down. So we got under center. This is just traditional, you know, I, I left. Tight ends hipped off on the tackle. And they're just going to run the toss but because of justin field's ability to run the keeper here the fake toss keeper look at where that defensive end is instead of crashing down on a toss play this isn't a handoff this was a toss play instead of crashing down you see what the the backside uh, 58 the right tackle darnell Wright, has done to the backside defensive tackle linebacker and that I think that's Bud Dupree, that outside linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons is, what is that, 10, 7 yards, 10 yards away from that tackle? So the space that's created because Justin Fields has the ability to keep this just gives them huge, huge running lanes. Now you see on the other side, they're running. We're coming downhill. They're running right at Justin Fields at the mesh. And because they did that, he hands off to Herbert. And we'll go back and show you the problem lies not only with the defensive end, but that linebacker doesn't know what to do. That linebacker who's playing over the left guard right now, four yards off the line of scrimmage, they release the tight end to take care of the safety. I think that's Bates. And now they're trying to read out how this play is going to go. And he gets a little bit caught up on the wash. And look at the lane. Now you're playing, you're playing tag with Khalil Herbert versus your middle linebacker, like that's a winning formula for the Chicago Bears every time. And it's all because the threat of the run is so severe in, in Chicago right now.
I mean, they just, they had a handful of huge, huge running plays this week against Atlanta. You got one more here. So you got Cole Komet lined up on the line of scrimmage. You have a two tight end list. This is 12 personnel there in pistol again. And I would expect to see a lot of this from the package standpoint. So now just the same thing. We're looking at the read. And what does Dupree do? He, he turns his chest to the sideline. So what read is he making? That hesitation with the tight end release is a little bit of stutter. He comes down and, and tries to box this out to make sure that Justin Fields can't get outside. But he doesn't make a definitive play. And they're out the back gate with Herbert. And he's one-on-one -on -one with the safety. And it happens just like that. So my point is, from the Packers, from the Packers game plan, are we going to are we going to read this? Or are we just going to tackle the running back every time and have, you know, is the safety coming down? Is he responsible? Do we have to, would you have to play, you know, a, a cover two look on the outside. So our corner can be more, more involved in the run game. Like how do you deal with the fact that if you hesitate at all, one of these guys is out the gate. Herbert's fun to watch. You know, I know he's not on the other team, but he's, he's a fun player to watch. Little play action pass awareness. They're doing a good job. Let me get back here. The 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 quarterback of your defense is is the linebacker position, that secondary, that second level linebacker position. And because of injury, because of inexperience. And we've talked about that position a lot this week, uh, this this year, from the Green Bay Packers standpoint. And it's, again, really going to be tested because of the eye discipline you have to have because of the running threat of Justin Fields and because of all the, the action that goes on in the backfield. Now, it's not like this is a great motion team. And you're not. This isn't Miami Dolphins by any means. But because you're, you're so supremely aware of the fact he can trigger at any time and take off, when they're running their under center play action, when they're running their pistol play action, you have to be aware immediately as a, as a linebacker, if you get sucked up, you have to turn run and you have to find that crosser because they will feast on Cole Komet coming across right behind you. He's running at the 28-yard line here, catches the ball, and that linebacker is just completely unaware because he's got eyes in the backfield instead of re making his reads. And that is absolutely mission critical this week, and that's something that Quay – and McDuffie or Quay and, and whoever is playing uh, is going to have to be really aware of. This guy, this, this is a losing block because he, the dude's not playing around now. This is going to be a physical matchup. This is what this kid was known for in college, and he just absolutely dump trucks this dude to the point where it becomes a problem for the fullback and kind of car crashes the, uh, the whole operation here. But, I mean, you want to talk about just dominating a guy physically. This kid's all about it. I like watching him play. I think he brings that element of physicality to their team. One thing that Justin Fields is doing a lot better is he's, we talk about pre-snap recognition, pre-snap identification. So he's deciding right now they're going to run a little bit of a switch release and run, I think this is DJ Moore, in the slot, and they're going to end up kind of running a scissors concept. And right now, on the trips look, Justin Fields knows where he's going with this ball. And I think that's one of the things that gets he's probably doing really well with him is saying, let's make these pre-snaps really obvious so there's one read and you can just be an athlete, let it rip. 
and you see they're playing a little bit of man with single safety high. And as soon as they do that, that listen, they have receivers that can win one-on-one matchups now if you're going to play up on them. And DJ Moore makes plays. He's always made plays. He's got under center. You look at the play action look. He keeps the ball running to his left. Now think about, you know, just as a comparison, think about how many times, even last week, you saw Jordan Love miss the touchdown pass on the rollout to the left, right? Floating the ball. Look at the rocket. First of all, look at the way that it feels, gets his hips turned around and just throws an absolute dart to this tight end who's, who actually sits down in the zone, something that our opponent last week, we, we uh, uh, 35 had a, a pick on it because we didn't sit, he didn't sit down in the zone talking about the tight end for the other team. But they sit down in the zone, and he just fires an absolute dart across the field on a on a you know 18 yard rope. So he can make any throw. They can roll out either way. Like you're not safe. You have to cover every blade of grass on the field if you want to have success against this team. They like to switch release more. This is the second one I've shown. When I say switch release, it just one starts inside, the other starts outside, and they end up being the exact opposite. So they run the switch here. And when you run the switch, it's always going to be one guy goes vertical, one guy's going to in cut, or one guy goes inside, one guy's going to go outside. Like football is just geometry. It's not that difficult to th- understand what's happening. But if you run that vertical route with a switch release, you get inside leverage on that outside cornerback, you suck in that safety that you see down on the bottom of the C here on the almost on the 50-yard line. All of a sudden, you've got a ton of space in the middle, and he's hitting these throws now. And it's a little bit scary that he's hitting these throws 20, 25 yards down the field because now it's like you start thinking, what can't this guy do? What can't what 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 do we know that he's not capable of? And if he's hitting these kind of throws, the answer is not much. You got to get him off rhythm. You can't sit back here, one, two, three, four, five, good pocket, clean pocket, and throw to a, you know, sh- some shallow cross looks. He throws in rhythm. And again, DJ Moore's good. Not only before the catch, getting open, but he's really good after the catch as well. These guys are getting yards. You put him against linebackers in zone situations where he can run away from guys, you got problems. And this is, I just put, just let the tape run, guys. I mean, what are we, uh, what are we doing here? You don't see that kind of feet of athleticism too often, right? He kind of. You know, I was trying to think of, you know, I played against Dante Culpepper in Minnesota. And Dante was probably 20, 30 pounds bigger than him. But that idea of like a defensive end, I just remember very specifically like Kabir or one of these smaller defensive ends trying to block or trying to tackle him. And he's like, he's like, dude, I outweigh you by 40 pounds. Like he was so strong. And that just that reminded me of it a little bit. And the thing that this guy does, man, he makes chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, I mean, look at this. I mean, what are we doing? This is Keystone Cops. This is absolutely Keystone Cops. And somehow, he turns this into a 15-yard gain and does not slide. And 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 guys got everything, man. Making chicken salad out of chicken shit, you know, and, and that is... Defense is going to have their work to do. They're, they're, you know, actually below middle of the pack with everything except for the rush, running game. But it just so happens we're not too good at, at stopping the run against against good running football teams. So it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. You know how they play them, and it's also a preview. I think of the next 
depending on what the Chicago Bears do the next four or five years. Justin Fields is going to make somebody really happy next year. I'll say that. I don't know if it's Chicago Bears or not. If they get rid of him, somebody's going to be real happy that they got him. If he gets goes to the right space, the right offensive coach. Bears defense, 22.6 points per game, 20th in the league, 13, uh, 317 yards per game, 12th in the league, 84 yards rushing per game, number one in the National Football League. The name of the game for the Chicago Bears is stopping the run. This defense, it was linebacker-led early. And I remember we talked, why do you get rid of Roquan Smith? They bring in Tremaine Edmonds, Edwards. Or, excuse me. They bring in Tremaine Edmonds. They bring in TJ Edwards. Obviously, they have uh, Jack Sanborn. There, they drafted last year. I like him. High-level players. When you watch now, you see their defensive line winning some individual matchups. And r- really, when in particular for me, you have Montez Sweat, who they brought over and has done a great – I mean, he's just done a phenomenal job. I think he just got a Pro Bowl nod. But this guy, Demarcus Walker, who I've watched for years and now is kind of showing up on tape like – He's knocking guys back. He's doing a really good job in the run game. He's defeating blocks and making plays in the backfield. Um, on the back end, they've got some young guys that are not afraid to, to make mistakes. I think that, and I say that with respect. These guys will go out and they play extremely hard. They're physical in the run game. They like to fill. They just they lack a little bit of discipline from time to time, but they're physical players. They play downhill. They play an attacking physical brand of football. Um, Expect to see last year's second-round pick, Jaquan Brisker, in the box a lot if we're, if we're trying to run the, the ball with Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. You have to – if you account for Brisker, you make yards. If you don't account for Brisker, a lot of teams have problems. If he shows up late, if you don't have him in the count, there, it's pretty obvious where he's going to be and when he's going to come down. Like, they're not trying to hide it, right? They'll put just put guys in the box and say, you can't run on us. You have to account for that guy. I think this game likely comes down to how the Chicago defense plays motion looks against the Green Bay Packers. I think motion looks are going to be one of the keys to the game. My guess is that they're aware that Love is, has been historically one of the most, if not the most, pressured quarterbacks in the league this year. But now he's playing well against pressure. So how do you deal with the motion? And do you want to sit back and play a shell defense and let your defensive line try to create pressure? Or are you going to try to bring some extra guys and then test that young and that young passing attacks ability to identify, to communicate and to execute. Um, I think the bears can be taken advantage of with play action pass, the under center stuff in in particular empty looks are just by design difficult for them. When you go three by two, a lot of the defenses they'll run, they'll try to trap the backside three. You're open on the, on the two man side. If the Packers offensive line can, can hold up against their pass rush and you look at, you know, Montez Sweat and Zach Tom, you like that matchup just the way that Zach Tom's been playing, although Montez is a really good player. These guys are all power rushers. This isn't a team that has got like a, uh, you know, a John Randall on it that's just, or a, or or, a, or an Aaron Donald that's like, now you see him, now you don't. These guys are all power rushers. They're going to be right in front of you. It's a pocket kind of collapse, not just a complete breakdown, unless you, I mean, people whiff, but this is just how you look at them from a pass rush standpoint. So if you can hold up and give Jordan Love time, there are plays to be made in this game for sure. Let's watch some tape. So, like I said, it, they've definitely improved. I think they still have some discipline issues. You see it here. You're just going play action pass. And, again, like the Falcons, I put the Falcons on the tape. Last year, last week I told you guys I wouldn't even do it to you because you fall asleep. There's enough action on this tape. I thought it was interesting. 
But uh, this isn't a great offense by any means. Under center play action here, or maybe that was, excuse me, that might have been pistol. But they get sucked up. They're so involved in running, uh, stopping the run, that at the linebacker level, you're going to beat them at least early in the game because they get really amped up. They're going to want to stop AJ. They're going to want to stop Aaron Jones. And if you make the look like deliberate, sometimes all the motion and whatnot, it makes them hesitate as well. If you make the look deliberate, like if you lined up in under center and just started, you know, fake handoff, like a la Peyton Manning back in, you know, 2001, these guys are going to bite every time because the number one priority for them is stopping the run. And then you can get that, you know, tight end leak on the backside. Here, nice 20 yard pickup, 25 yard pickup, though, the Atlanta tight end. The impact of Montez Sweat you know, can't be understated. And you'll see here, just a double swipe move. He's already high. He's past the quarterback. And he beat up Caleb McGarry all day. He's past the quarterback. This ball could be gone, but it's the constant effort. And you see everybody else is really not gloved up, but they're certainly blocked. And Montez Sweat's been pushed back. It's just the effort that he brings ends up getting a hand on the quarterback. But again, it's not just Sweat. This Walker's kid is playing well. You see him just really reset the line of scrimmage against Matthews here. Ends up making the play. And I'm going to show this from the other side. Brisker coming down. Number uh, Is that number nine? Is going to be in the box. You have to be able to account for Brisker in this situation. You see where the linebackers are shifted over. They've got, they're running their base look, right? So they've got three linebackers in the game. You see Sanborn 57 over there over the, over the bunch look. But as they go into motion, they bring Brisker down. They're going to go single safety. You have to account from the safety. The safety will stick his nose in there and make plays. This one's really... All about the backside. This is the second play of the game. So I just showed you the first two plays. The first one, play action pass, deep route. Now, with the pursuit, one of the problems with pursuit, and listen, this kid's special, Bijan Robinson, okay? We don't have a Bijan Robinson. I like Aaron Jones. He's not Bijan Robinson. But with the over-pursuit, with the sleight of hand in the backfield, you can get their defensive ends to bite down hard and then – reversing field, all these kind of broken plays happen because you got nine people near the line of scrimmage, or excuse me, eight people near the line of scrimmage right now. Everybody else is in no, in no man's land. So these guys, a lot of good things can happen when you talk about aggressive defense over pursuing. How do you combat that? You combo that with reverses, Jaden Reed. You combo that with jet sweeps. You combo that with play action pass under center stuff, with keepers. Like there's ways to combat all this because when you get that defensive end turned towards the sideline running that way, it, it just buys time for whoever's got the ball in their hands. This stuff can't happen when you're playing a team like the Bears and you know that they're not, you know, they're, tw they're 20th in the league in, in defense, okay? But they're number one against the rush. They're a physical. They wanted to think of themselves as a physical football team. This can't happen. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Just throw the ball. Don't give up sacks on bull rushes. Bull rushes that are not even lane changers for you. You can't give up sacks. Step up in the pocket. Get rid of the ball fast. Jordan Love, I, he, to me, in the last three, four games, one of the biggest differences is he's not taking some of these plays that he was earlier in the season. Got to continue that thought. We talk about it. Good quarterbacks, pressure equals opportunity. Bad quarterbacks, bad offenses, bad offensive lines, pressure equals picks. You see against the Atlanta Falcons, we get a little bit of pressure here from the defensive end. Quarterback gets out of it, then flips his hips and just throws a dart right to the other team. And this is the kind of stuff that the Chicago Bears are going to feast on, right? They want to get you off the spot. 
And then they want to what? They want to heat up that quarterback's play speed, his mental play speed, get him to throw across his body, get him to throw downfield. And these guys, these are opportunistic uh, secondary players. Again, young players for the most part in the secondary that are willing to make mistakes. That is a, just a really a key element, I think, for the Chicago Bears defense. ID brisker and run support. This is actually uh, 95 resetting that line again. I just want to show we're down. He's in the count now. If you don't ID him, and when you ID Brisker, what you have to understand is he's always going to play outside leverage when he comes down to that box. So he's not going to backdoor that guard. So you can really spend time taking advantage. I'll go back here and show you what I mean. This is just kind of an offensive line thing you see a lot now. If I'm the guard, and we're going to ID Brisker 9 as the point guy now, so I'm going to him. If I'm the guard right here, I have to help. Rashid Walker on 95 because 95 can push him back into the backfield. I got to take my shot knowing that Brisker is not going to shoot the B gap behind me. Like he's got outside contain here and he's going to run away from it. So you got to take your shot and make this an easier block for the tackle. That's what I'm talking about. When you talk about it. it's not just getting the point, but it's understanding how the technique changes up front to give more double teams for longer because Brisker is not going to be a guy that's going to play downhill football and try to take on a guard you know man to man he's going to try to play your edges so let him play the edges stay on the down guy longer push him out of the way the other thing is i i like the idea of running into the safety with this team you see it here a little bit more focus on focus on the left guard left tackle here so I've got, I got, uh, <clears throat> this is Gordon down in the, in the, in the box. Talking about number six, but you see left guard, left tackle. Now the left guard is running at 95 is going to push him out of the way because where's six going? He's going outside of 95. He's not coming downhill. So take advantage of how they play their system and get a good double on the defensive end. When you do that, and that center can contain that two eye or that shade look, you've got open space for as long as you want. That's how you make plays against these uh, against this team. And <laughs> I had to put this in, man. Again, Bijan Robinson is different than everybody else. But uh, Jaquan Brisker found it out the hard way. This is just a damn moment. Let me tell you something. He should be in knee braces after this, man. This is tough. <laughs> Shoot your shot, kid. Oh, this is what I love about Brisket right here. That's me. That's me. Yeah, it's like we know it's you. <laughs> so I love Barry Sanders play. Appreciate the physical play from the the, uh, the cornerback position here. Comes up, takes on that tackle. Doesn't go through the man because going through the man's illegal now, which is a really terrible, a really really terrible uh, way to uh, officiate a game. Goes around and ends up shooting a shot and making the play against a really good player. These guys will stick their head in again. Every one of these, Kyler Gordon, Stevenson, Eddie Jackson, Brisk, these guys are physical football players. They fancy themselves as physical football players. They take a lot of pride in being good against the run. Showing it again here just from another angle. I mean, that's a really good job. And again, I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of, of the right tackle for the Falcons, but it is what it is. 
Can the Packers force them to play base defense? 12 personnel. We don't, you know, we don't really run with a fullback, but with 12 personnel, how are they going to address that? Because I think if they address that in base defense, I think that gives you a really good opportunity in the passing game. You see how deep the safety plays. And the difference in levels between that deep safety and that linebacker give you a ton of action in the middle. You'll see the Atlanta Falcons, they're just playing single safety high, and they've got the Atlanta Falcons have a player on the 30 running right at the safety, and then they've got the deep dig at the 35 right underneath. And the guy's got to make a choice, and he's not going to be right with a good quarterback. Ends up hitting the dig route or the crosser. Again, they bring their linebacker. You bring pressure. Pressure equals opportunity. Attack that single safety look to the play side. They're just going to run the fade route. Very, very common route. Outside route just runs a stick. Inside route runs a fade to that open space. You're just basically saying, my quarterback can out throw that safety in the middle of the field before he gets there. We can get open. This is an incompletion, but this is something I believe that as a Packers game plan, you have to look at and go, here's opportunities. When they get single safety, can you hold them with his eyes? You're going to win the individual matchup. I'm talking about the route, the one-on-one route. You have to be able to hold that safety with his eyes, with your eyes, excuse me, and then put the ball on a rope. Just, I think Jordan Love's continuing to improve on that. We've seen a couple that he's made, a couple that he's missed, but that is going to be active in this uh, offensive game plan, as should be the screen game. They're running zone here. They go from a bunch motion across the ball. They end up bringing the slot. I think that's uh, uh, Kyler Gordon coming off the edge. So Edmonds is the next logical person. They're dropping their their corner into. Uh, they're dropping their corner deep. There's plenty of time to pick up Edmonds here, and because they do, with you know Aaron Jones has this capability. They take this all the way down for a touchdown. These kind of plays are available to them. Are they going to, you know, one of the questions here, if you go back and watch this is if you go from a bunch and you go across, are you going to, um, are you going to bring that corner or are you going to bring that safety? That's usually a check for the defense. So figuring that out early and being able to run plays like the screen off of that going to be huge. And I think this is where it's really, you know, Aaron Jones opens up your defense. So these guys are in pistol, but they have their fullback in play. And because of the action, you see the linebacker just chasing. They end up double-teaming the running back here down, down low. So you see down at the 50-yard line, you see two linebackers, one running back. That means the tight end's wide open behind them because they're watching the man and not and not being disciplined in their zone defense. Opens up that packet for the tight end. That tight end was eating in the same spot on the field all day on Sunday. Stay tuned for that as far as what Tucker Craft can potentially be doing, or really when you go to a bunch look or anything, it's it's more a question of are they going to feed into that? Let's really take care of Aaron Jones, stop him this week. Let's let's commit men to him. And then what does that equal, or how do we counterattack that with Matt LaFleur in this offense on the backside? Got to be able to stay on schedule. Got the matchup down here with the corner. And the ball should be out of his hands. These guys are not afraid to make plays. They're just playing cover two over here on the bottom of the screen. The ball should have been out. The ball should be halfway to halfway home to the tight end now on the 48-yard line or the uh, the outside receiver on the 48-yard line. 
they're trying to hold the corner by running the, the, the route on the 35 from the running back. It doesn't work. He sits deep. This is the pocket that you're supposed to be able to throw into. But if you're not on schedule and you throw this ball late, these guys will go up and make plays, which they did this weekend. And this is a play that wasn't a touchdown, but you got to learn if you're when you're game planning, you're thinking about how to attack a team. This is what you see this and you go, okay, there's something here. So <clears throat> they're really running an empty look. Go back here. Okay, so they're running empty, right? So they got three by two up top. And down here, they're really running a cover four look. And they're going to trap. They're going to they're going to use the safety on the bottom of the screen at the 10-yard line or the 11-yard line. And they're going to look to trap the trip side. So his body language on the snap isn't really pointed towards either of these two receivers. He's looking at that inside receiver. But you also have the safety at the top of the, the deeper safety. You have him back, but you have him on the hash. Now, the quarterback lets the ball rip here. But if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm looking at the defense and saying, if they give us this look, I'm throwing to the Atlanta Falcons receiver at the five-yard line between the numbers and the hash on the bottom of the screen. Because it's all you can eat. Safety can't get over you. Jordan Love can put that thing on a dime. And these are the kind of looks just by scheme where you go, if they're going to run this kind of defense down here when we go empty and they're going to try to trap the backside, this is how we're going to combat it. If they... If they fall off with the with the backside corner, then you got an easy completion down at the 18 yard or yeah, the 18 yard line at the bottom of the screen to your, your outside receiver, and he could one-on-one into the into the end zone. So these are the matchups that you're kind of looking for when you think about how to attack a defense. Speaking of matchups, let's go right into our matchups and keys to victory. So I can pull them up here. Number one, Packers defensive ends versus read looks. We talked about it. How are the Packers going to have to handle this option play? There's a number of different ways to do it. My idea is when they're in the looks that demonstrate they can, when they're in pistol, that defensive end, there can't be a lot of hesitation. You have to make a decision. Are we going to tackle the running back on the line, on the snap, or are we going to contain the, contain the, uh, the quarterback? If we're going to tackle the running back, Who's got run support? Are we gonna are we gonna designate kind of a fold look with the linebacker, which they'll have a, an answer for? Are we gonna have the safety come down, which they'll eventually have an answer for? Are we gonna play a hard cover two on the other side and make sure that that corner defeats our their wide receiver? I don't think that's a great idea, but it's something you can certainly do as a mix up. But you can run like the, they call a corner strike, where that corner is always gonna play inside. They're gonna fold that safety back down and re, and replace him late. That's going to be a big part of this game because they can get a lot of looks off that. Obviously, the speed, the play, the play speed of the linebacker has a lot to do with that as well at the second level. Like, can you chase fields down? Number two, Packers offensive line versus their box seven or eight Bears defenders. We've talked about their safety coming down a lot. Does the head coach go with nickel looks and then try to account for Brisker and nickel looks? So do they go four two when they bring him down? They run seven in the box. Are we going to count for him? Or do we feature a lot of base and like a 12 personnel stuff that makes them go to base defense and then mix in some of that motion run with that more of a heavy passing attack that puts their secondary in, in kind of a, a disadvantaged position because with with our 12 personnel and our our tight ends kind of being what they are you can 
get the matchups you want with Reed, with Dobbs, with if Watson was healthy, with Wicks is healthy. You get those match- and you're also going to get a matchup you probably like with Tucker Craft or Sims. So I think there's opportunities there. Uh, either way, my guess is my guess is that the Bears are just going to be singularly focused on stopping Aaron Jones and making this a one-dimensional football team. And how do you combat that? Number three, Rashawn Gary versus Darnell Wright. And Gary's been relatively quiet the last couple of weeks. Um, and a lot of people ask, you know, what, what, you know, what is that? What is that? What is that? Certainly from an effort standpoint, it's, it's there. This kid is young, first round draft pick out of Tennessee, a lot of talent, but it's one of those matchups. You go, okay, Rashawn Gary, primetime game, highly touted rookie, uh, playoffs on the line. Like our best needs to be our best. So you need to, this is one of those games like we want to see multiple sack performance. We want to see you all over Justin Fields making plays in the passing game, being that destructive force that, we, that everybody knows you can be. Three keys to victory. Number one, play your role on defense. I'm just kidding. I mean, it just keeps coming up. Play your role. Justin Fields' ability to run really tests a defensive kind of uh, scheme and priorities. Now he's completing those deeper crossing routes. He's completing some go routes. And the key from the Green Bay Packers, from a defensive perspective, is staying aggressive but within your system. So it's not doing anything outside. Like, stay in your lane. Just do your lane as good as you can. Run fit as well as you can. Understand, Communicate as well as you can. The games that can – these are kind of the games that cause issues in run fits, in second-level defenders, guys getting sucked up into play-action looks. you got to be disciplined. you got to have watched just – miles and miles on tape and and see some some tips and tells from the linemen from the running back from where they line up everything to understand i can't lose half steps in this game when it comes to justin fields number two don't abandon the run the bears are the top of the league against the run but atlanta showed last week there are plays to be made in the run game if you account for the safety if you run into the safety you can have success at the second level. If you can get that extra half step on the double team because you know that safety is going to play outside leverage on simple zone plays, something as easy as that creates opportunities for players like Aaron Jones to make plays. This offense needs to stay on the field. We want long drives, and you finish, obviously, in the red zone. But if the Bears come to play and they're running games on and Justin Fields is completing passes, you don't want him on the field. This isn't a top three offense by any means. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you don't want this to turn into a game where they run for 150 yards or 200 yards on on, on offense, and we don't see the football. And the only way to combat that is to be very deliberate, marching down the field, making things happen on the offensive side of the ball. And I think you can't do that without the run. And the third one is rush lane integrity. you got to make Justin Fields exit the pocket away from the line of scrimmage. I would consider, I talked about it, using uh, some sort of NASCAR. I don't know if you want to just commit Quay Walker to running spy because they are completing, but they do have, like DJ Moore is a legitimate receiver. Cole commit is a legitimate tight end. They will cause you problems. But if you blind up Emmy Barry, for example, let Preston, let Rashawn Gary rush one-on-one. Keep Kenny Clark in the game. Keep Devontae White. It's one of, you know, somebody inside in the game, but add a defense, a standard defensive end. Is it Lucas Van Ness? Is it in a I don't know. But somebody that can keep up physically with Justin Fields when he exits the pocket, hopefully away from the line of scrimmage. And if he exits downhill, can we immediately get a helmet on a helmet? Sometimes it's okay to rush three or at least look 
you know, present four, rush three, you can still hold two defenders. If I line up in the A-gap as a stand-up defensive end, as a spin, we call it a spinner look, somebody's going to account for me. It's not like the, the, you know, if I line up in the right A-gap, the right guard and the center aren't going like this. One of those two guys is still there. So you still have the numbers and the matchups you want with the rest of the team. The problem comes when you drop all those guys. All of a sudden, you have two double teams. Only one guy needs to block like a nose tackle. So that changes a little bit. But you can still run spinner and make them play their protections. And then you can go late. If they split, you go. If the right guards you leave, you leave, you go. Otherwise, you stay. You collect two. And you wait for that quarterback to make his move. Kind of stuff I would think about during this game. Because for me, he's too talented. And it's it's too big a part of their game. Like, not, it's not improvisation. But the design plays where Justin Fields has those options are too big a part of their offense to not account for it. You just kind of buy the book. So I think this is going to be a good matchup. Listen, the Packers got a lot to, to, to play for, obviously. Um, it's, it's a much closer game. It's a much closer game than it was three months ago, to, you know, when we first played them. It's good. This is going to be a good game, I think, in Lambeau. And I, you just, I, you just think, you know, Eberflus feels like he's going to keep his job. I think the general manager, it feels the same way. Obviously, feels like Justin Fields is would love to put like a bow tie on this season as they go into the off season, thinking about, are we going to pick up that first pick? What does that look like? What are we going to do with this kid? It feels like that could happen. It also feels like it could go completely the other way and, and Jordan Love and the company just blow, blow the doors off. But I tend to think when you have a, a team that – when you have a team in December that runs the ball well and stops the run, I always think that's going to be a close game. So for those reasons, you know, I, I think this is going to be a good one. You see the Packers winning this game because I think it just has to mean more to them, the opportunity to go to the playoffs and see what that looks like with this young team. But – uh you know, three points, it's a coin flip. It's an absolute coin flip for me. So that's all I got this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you're enjoying this, you know, obviously subscribe rate, and review to our uh, wrong button. Tell you what, man, still taking out technology. If you're enjoying this, hit me up, Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, process perform Instagram. Hit me up with questions uh, about the game. We'll be doing some tweeting during the game as well. So uh, until then, enjoy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.